Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. What's up? How you doing? Good. How you doing? Okay, so enough self-conversation. Uh, Jay Stu, are you aware of my travels from the last week? Like, I'm I legit, like, couldn't sleep last night. And then fell asleep and woke up early, like 6 o'clock, and then went back to sleep, woke up at like 9, 15, 9, 30. If, if you know me, that's not normal, right? Like, I uh, usually, like, shut it down somewhere, anywhere between t- uh, 12 and midnight. And when I shut it down, I'm out, and then I'm usually up super early and then furiously texting and getting ready for my day. Anyway, kind of all hit me. So here's my travel, Jay Stu. Um... I left Tuesday evening for Alabama, flew through Charlotte, connected to Birmingham, did a red eye so I could, I got a little extra time with, uh, I actually had a great night, had all three of my kids one night, like I had um, hung out with Hayes and then dropped him off and then took my daughter Grace to her, um, she t- she does a bass lesson. She's a bass guitarist. And then we went, we did, uh, I took her to In-N-Out and then I cooked dinner for Harper anyway. And then I took a red eye out. So it was like bang, 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 all three kids. And this time of year, when you're traveling, doing games, doing other stuff, Super Week coming up, you want to spend like just as much little time as you can with your kids because you never see them. And though my kids text and snap and whatever, um, I don't know if you have a, if you have a teenage child, you know that, if you, unless they they want something from you, you're usually getting a one-word text response back. 
Um, so flew to Alabama. So I got there Wednesday morning into Birmingham, drove to Tuscaloosa, which is an hour. Did our show. I also do a digital show for Stadium. That night, did Alabama versus Auburn. Next morning, got up, drove to Birmingham, and flew out to Madison through D.C., landed Madison, did a digital show from the Madison airport, then did the radio show. Actually had Thursday night kind of off, which was really relaxing. And I was in and out of consciousness and doing expense reports and other stuff. And then Friday did... Michigan State, Wisconsin, as well as our show and all the other stuff. Then Saturday morning, drove to Chicago, flew from Chicago to Vegas, coached two games, uh, went on the uh, New York, New York roller coaster, went to sleep, woke up, coached two games, drove home from Vegas to California. That was my weekend. Oh, and watched a lot of football. Uh, Watched the first game yesterday, and then the second game watched while driving from Nevada to California. Where'd wow. you watch where'd you watch yesterday's games? Wow. Where did I watch my ga- the games? Yeah. I watched it on my couch. Okay, so here's my takeaway. Okay. Is we all agree life's generally not fair. Right? It's just not fair. Some people, you know, they're they they just luck out. I've I've often thought that if somebody was to look at my life, you'd say, man, that's not really fair how many opportunities he's gotten. It's not. Can't really explain it. Um, but we agree life's not fair. So it's not fair to Lamar Jackson that he has a rookie wide receiver who's had a great year who kind of had a personal meltdown, right? He had the uh, taunting penalty, which I, I don't really understand why we're calling that. What What is the fucking purpose of calling a taunting penalty in the playoffs? In the AFC Championship game, guy makes a great catch, 50, I think 54-yard reception, right? Gets up, kind of stands over a guy like, all right. You want to know what really good officiating is? You run over and you grab him and you go, hey, what are you doing? AFC Championship game. Just play. or Next time, I'll have to penalize you. That's what good officiating is. Not throwing the flag. It's bad officiating. Anyway. You know, he fumbles at the one-inch line. And so, you know, whether it's the, the the personal foul for taunting, which hurt one drive, the fumble at the one-inch line, like all, that that's not Lamar's fault. It's not fair. Even the interception, which people think is in the triple coverage, it's not. You know, he had... Uh, What's the name of that the backup tight end? Like he's had a really good year, and he was he was he was open if you throw it to the goalpost. That likely, pass, yeah, likely. Okay, you have to throw that ball to the goalpost, and then he has to get go up to go get it. And what happened was it was late, and then it was underthrown, and then you know people were like well he got interfered with like not really. I I get letter of the law, spirit of the law. He did not. Um. But there was definitely contact before the ball was even close to arriving. And even if the ball was thrown up, it would have had to be called pass interference. It just wasn't thrown up and it was thrown late. These are not, this is not his fault. But if we go through the history of quarterbacks who didn't win anything in the playoffs, there are moments like this. We said this on the radio show. Alex Smith is known through his time in San Francisco and in Kansas City, 
uh, and before he got hurt in Washington as a really good, solid quarterback. But you can't really win with him in the playoffs. All right, they played the New York football Giants. Was that the NFC Championship game in 2012? Yep, it was the it was the 2011 season yeah. 2012 championship game. Yeah, right. So remember, this is this is that Giants team goes on and beats Tom Brady in the Super Bowl two weeks later. If you remember the game, the Niners, Alex Smith played great. Kyle Williams was their kick returner. He fumbled twice in the game. It's not fair that Alex Smith never got the Niners to the Super Bowl. By the way, that's Alex Smith's last start in the playoffs for the San Francisco 49ers. Right, The next year, Colin Kaepernick replaced him when Alex Smith had a perfect game QBR-wise against the Arizona Cardinals on Monday Night Football, close to a perfect game. Then he got concussed in the next game, and um, Kaepernick replaced him, and Kaepernick took off. And remember, he was incredible against the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs where he scrambled for, like, seemed like a million yards, right? But had Alex Smith won the previous year against the Giants— Led the Niners to a Super Bowl, maybe won the Super Bowl. How could you possibly have kept him on the bench? But because you felt like you had butted up against the ceiling with Alex Smith, you're like, well, we, we never win in the playoffs with Alex Smith, so why not try something different? And something different got them to a Super Bowl. But the fact is, they would have gotten to the Super Bowl if Kyle Williams just held the ball. My point is, life's not fair. But the only way to be fair is... At the end of the day, when you get multiple opportunities with a great defense, and like, let's keep in mind, I, I said it and I meant it. The Ravens are never going to have as, as clear a shot as they had on Sunday. I, you're, I, do I think they can have a top 10 defense? Of course. But remember, his new contract goes on the books starting next year. How good was the defense? Take a look at how many points Kansas City scored in the second half. Not just that, they had three three and outs. Okay? So you had good field position, you had plenty of time, you had and and what did they do? You know, what, what did they do with, with those opportunities? Couldn't score a touchdown. You win and lose, you go to the playoffs, you win in the playoffs based upon what you can do in the red area. And that wasn't good enough. And it's not all Lamar's fault. But we have now five years of data. He didn't play last year in the playoffs, and they still arguably could have and probably should have beaten the Cincinnati Bengals. And he has two playoff wins and likely two MVPs. And again, I, I know it's not fair. But how much more data do we need before we start to go, uh, you know, maybe this is actually a trend? Because the offense, we're told, was new, and yet it still looked like kind of the same old, right? He can hit you for a big deep ball. There are times in which, especially in between the numbers, he looks right, and there are times in which he's inaccurate. And he's a freak running the football, but they wanted him in the, they wanted him in the pocket. Right? They just bull rushed four guys to keep him in the pocket, and their thought was, he can't beat us from the pocket. And you know what? They were right. Kansas City did not score a point in the second half. Six drives, no points, three three and outs. 
and you couldn't muster a touchdown at home. It doesn't have to be fair to point out at some point we're going to realize like either Lamar can do it or he can't do it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but... Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They fight. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, just I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? The whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to what the foxes. And now. <laughs> what does the fox say? Stug Outlip Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, Every day on the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast, we try and play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio, Fox Sports 1. Here's Dan Patrick talking about Travis Kelsey. Eight career playoff games with at least 100 receiving yards. That ties Anything you do that ties you with Jerry Rice or you're in the category with Jerry Rice, that's good company. That's the most all time. So he's had six career playoff games with at least 10 catches. That is double more than anybody else in history. He's special at finding that spot. 
You know, hey, you're going to do man, you're going to do zone, don't do zone, you'll find a spot. Like, he just sort of drifts. He floats out there, and then he stops. And then Mahomes finds him. Still, it's one of those where you go, how is he always open? But it's understanding spacing. Like, there's certain guys where you go, how does that guy get his shot off? How is he always open? Like, there, certain guys in certain sports, you go, how does that happen? Kelsey's one of those guys that you just go, he just seems to know how to play the game. Find the spot. Because remember, we were thinking Kyle Hamilton, they got their safety, young kid, you know, physical, big as Kelsey, going to match up with him. And all of a sudden, it's like, bloop, 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 bloop. And I'm going, somebody better tell the safety, uh, Travis Kelsey's having a career game. Something amazing about tight ends, right? I mean, if you're a, if you're a uh, Antonio Gates guy, Right. Antonio Gates, remember he retired and he came out of retirement and still caught balls and still found. And like, how is he running and getting open? There's something about those guys that just they have. um, It's a little bit like quarterbacks, right, where you have the football IQ and the football acumen and you have all these years and then you have this talent. And even as the talent goes away, you can still make enough plays. Kelsey's amazing. I don't know how he gets open. I don't know how Mahomes always finds him. I don't know how it all works. But it does feel like, hey, if you're the other team, why don't you just take away Kelsey? That's the only guy in big situations he feels confident he can throw to. Obviously, Valdez-Scantling got loose late when they hit him deep down the field, but that that feels like just a one-off. Still, I'm with Dan. He's amazing on how he's always finding a way, especially in the playoffs, to make plays. Here's Brady Quinn talking about Dan Campbell. I don't know how you guys relate to this, but like big picture – I appreciate people who've put themselves in a situation where they're, they're responsible. Like, ultimately, they're going to be held accountable for whatever happens. And, and what I love about that is, like, there's not many instances in life where you have the chance to put your fate in your own hands. And, he, and, and Dan Campbell does that when he gets an opportunity to. And, and granted, it encompasses his team and everyone else. But, like, you, here's the cool thing is, if you're the type of guy as a player – where you're like, I want the ball, end of the game, I want it in my hands, I want a shot. Like, that coach is going to be the one to put it. He'll be like, all right, here you go. <laughs> like, you're going for it on fourth down. Like, it's a critical moment. Like, we need you to make a play. Like, he's not going to settle for a field goal. He's just, he's just not. And, and he's whatever is the most aggressive thing he can do, he's going to do. And, and I don't know, there's something about that that I appreciate. Because there's not many men like Dan Campbell, not only coaching the NFL for that matter, but in the world with how they go about leading people, leading other men. I agree with all that stuff. All that stuff. But at the end of the day, I think people also appreciate when you make thoughtful decisions. And you go, hey, I know like my ego says, I mean, it's it's the classic, if you remember, uh, remember how many U.S. Opens where Phil Mickelson like didn't put the driver in his bag. Like I just I'm not going to put the driver in my bag. It's just too tempting for me. And I think at some point Dan Campbell needs to keep the driver out of his bag because it's too tempting. I think he's got and look just because you went for it doesn't mean it's going to take away any of your attitude and and your your whole mantra moving forward. Like you can go like, hey, like, and you don't have to flip back the other way and go super conservative. 
But you're up 24-10. You kick the you kick the field goal. You go up 27 to 10. You make it three scores. That's kind of basic math. Everything has context. In the playoffs, it's different than the regular season. In the second half, it's different than the first half. In a high-scoring game, who you're playing against, on the road, all these things matter. This is Colin Cowherd talking about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy landed in the perfect spot. But it should be noted, so did Trey Lance, and he couldn't get it done. So Brock Purdy deserves credit. Kyle Shanahan's always wanted his quarterback to move a little. It's why they drafted Trey Lance. It's why he got frustrated with Jimmy Garoppolo. And then they found Brock Purdy, who could move and was accurate. And that mobility, that movement, plus Shanahan's schemes, once it gets rolling downhill, is tough to stop. Brock Purdy lacks a power arm. He's not real big. God, we saw drizzly weather give him fits a week ago. But that mobility was a factor. Shanahan's schemes always a factor. Those weapons, insane all-time good. And Brock Purdy's ability to come from behind is no small feat. Now, five of his eight playoff quarters, be honest, he's been outplayed by Goff and Jordan Love badly. But, but, he has shown an ability to shake off a bad half or a bad pass or a bad drive. He doesn't sulk and he doesn't melt. And that's a real thing. It's not just arm. It's not just strength. It's not being the fastest or the most anything. So much of this position is the ability to forget the last series. Don't melt. Don't get down on yourself. Play to your strengths. And make no mistake, not only did San Francisco outplay the Lions, who melted, Brock Purdy was a huge part of this win. Oh, I thought Brock Purdy balled out and, and uh, did a great job in help bringing them back. Um, but, you know, there was a little bit of the he put out the fire that he started and he looked a little overwhelmed to start. So I get why the whole thing comes together. My take a long time ago is my take still today, which is we massively overreact when to his numbers when he's surrounded by an all-star team. And we overreact the other way when he plays poorly and think he's not good enough to be a quarterback. He's good. He has limitations. And he's in the perfect setup. Thankfully, they had perfect weather. And I thought they made some quality adjustments on both sides of the ball. And they were helped out by Dan Campbell also leaving points on the field. The question becomes, and now you take on the Chiefs who aren't as talented as the Ravens. Like, I think the Ravens would have given them fits. But the Chiefs are really talented. They have two really good cornerbacks. Um, it, can you win a Super Bowl when you're not, they're not nearly as good or as a talented and as experienced as Mahomes is a quarterback? There is a sizable advantage at the quarterback position. Sizable. Can you win in spite of that. And as much as we've said, hey, you got to beat guys from the pocket, you have timely scrambles. He had an unbelievably timely scramble. That's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. 
Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before. Tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's find out who or what is annoying Jason Stewart. And now, it's your annoying. Hey, Doug, um, on Mondays, it's always so hard to pare down what I'm annoyed by to just three things. But I think I'd, I, I've done it. Um, let's start with Greg Olson, which by extension is a Tony Romo take. Uh, but so Greg Olson, it was reported yesterday that um, his compensation next year, if he goes to the second team on Fox, will drop from $10 million to $3 million. Um, I know nobody listening right now is going to feel sorry for a guy that that, that – is going to get paid three million bucks next year if he stays with Fox. But as it relates to his peer peer group and his competition, what yesterday showed us was a great juxtaposition that Greg Olson is a professional who, in a very concise way, says insightful stuff and is on the ball and knows the players. And the CBS team has a commentator that's a middle schooler. He's he's like a child reacting to things in a 
in a way that's off-putting. Um, and so if if you want to take a look at Greg Olson and who he's compared to, I think they're going to bring in Brady for the number one crew next year, which begs the question, would CBS um, move Tony Romo to the studio or, or do whatever they do with people, send them into the pasture and grab Greg Olson as their top guy or maybe no. Amazon? No. Um, but I'm annoyed by the entire situation because a guy who's really good at his job let is going to do let me something here. You're, right, you're right to be annoyed. Okay. Welcome to broadcasting. Okay. Welcome to broadcasting. And it happens all the time. The only difference in how this has happened is that it's been public. Right. Because it's the most high profile position in the sport. But this happens all the time. I mean, one of the reasons I got into broadcasting when I was 26 years old, when I got offered a job initially by ESPN was, in my mind, I thought, you know, in five years, all my contemporaries are going to be retiring, or 10 years, everybody's going to be done. And the only way I can compete with the resumes of others is by having a bigger resume in broadcasting and having just refined my craft where I'm just better. And by and large, that worked for a good amount of time, and then it doesn't. You know, coach gets fired, coach retires, player retires, whatever. It doesn't matter if they know dick about what you're saying, about how to do it. They're the bigger name. So, like, to me, for Greg, it's great leverage. He's shown he can do the job. He can show he can do the highest level. And I would also tell you that, and I don't, I don't know this for a fact. I don't know this for a fact. My guess is this was a decision made above the level of the actual Fox Sports guys. Right. This is like the Rupert, Rupert Murdoch made this decision. And just like in the NFL, when the owner makes a decision, you fucking do it. You know, he's got a reason. He's doing it. It's Tom Brady. And by the way, like, I, there's no reason to believe Tom Brady won't be great at it. Pretty good chance he's going to be really good at it. If he works with somebody uh, uh, on it, right, he's really, really, really good. There's no reason to think he wouldn't be really good. Um, and you're like, well, why would you give him the number one spot? Because he wouldn't do it unless you promised it to him. That's the way it goes. And this happens in sports all the time. We're like, well, why isn't that guy? Why isn't... They bring in a recruit, and he gets to start over a guy who's been there because you wouldn't have gotten that recruit. And he may not be ready, and he may not be good enough, but that's the deal that you did, or you gave him a bunch of NIL, and that's the, that's the deal you made. So I get it that it annoys you. I could, I could literally mention 30 or 40 other times. Look, I don't think Alex Rodriguez is particularly good. He's not connected with the sport. People in the sport don't even like him. Right? Don't even like him. He is a uh, successful businessman. He's a part owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's got a lot of interest. He does not sit in there and do and break down baseball games like, like crazy. And yet he's on some of the biggest stuff for the sport. And he talks in generalities and, you know, people in the sport are like, this is not great. And he's generally hated in the sport, but he's a gigantic name. So he's Sunday Night Baseball with ESPN, and he's on the desk for Fox for the playoffs in the World Series. <laughs> you don't think that there are guys that are – Chris Singleton's done games forever for ESPN. Way better. But nobody can pick Chris Singleton out of a lineup. They can pick Alex Rodriguez. And people in sales think we can sell the name Alex Rodriguez even if he's hated. You want me to do it in basketball, right? 
And we can do it basketball as well. I mean, that's honestly, you know, I, I don't think Doris Burke will be particularly good by herself if she's doing the NBA games. But the breakthrough for Doris Burke is it's not just about her being a woman. She didn't play. She didn't coach in the NBA in anything men's professional at all. Like, her breakthrough there is unbelievable. To be a basketball person, and she's a basketball person, and she's good at it, to go from doing women's games, men's games, to NBA sideline, to calling games, to the number one analyst on in the NBA finals, potentially. Like, that's incredible. And she didn't play or coach the NBA. No one has ever done that before. But, you know, I mean... Doc Rivers got fired. He got that job. And the next big-name coach that has a big personality gets fired will be sitting right next to her. That's the way it works. So I would love to tell you, Jay Stu, that this is a one-off, doesn't happen much in this business. Happens all the time. No, I don't I don't need to be told that. I know. I just think it's annoying. Um, so Pat McAfee said something today, I think, that largely is uh, in sync with what you said about Taylor Swift last, last week. The most successful woman on earth right now, yeah. dating the greatest tight end of all time, who's on the current dynasty. Why is everybody so mad about it? I don't get it. Why is everybody so Tired mad about it? it? It's I'm annoying. sick of being. I'm sick of people being mad about it. Yes, yeah. you know what I, yeah. I like. It's annoying. I, I, it, what are we even talking about? I love it. Taylor's a part mm-hmm. of the football world now. This is good news, not bad news. So I think I think you 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 stated much of that last week and. Mm-hmm. I found it to be a good time for me to restate what I personally find annoying about it. I can't speak to all the people that hate on Twitter, the, the Taylor Swift thing. I don't know what their reasoning is. I think it's just because it's probably just grown, to- grown tired. But my personal thing, and I've been consistent. I could show you receipts. I've been consistent with this since the first day I said it. My job entails me consuming a ton of NFL content on a daily basis. That's what my job is. That's what the process is. I consume way too much NFL content. And the fact that this kind of gossipy celeb story has creeped into that, like stuff that I would never be interested in or care about. And if I saw it at, at Vaughn's in line to get my or, or to pay for my food, I wouldn't look twice at it. But I have to now. It has forced me to be interested in gossipy celeb shit. So that's why this annoys me personally. I can't I can't speak to the other hate, but that's what annoys me about it. Um I understand. I just yeah, I I I don't see any way in which a producer should have their job if they can't um if they don't show her at any instance that it makes sense. And what people don't understand, here's, here's a big thing that people don't understand about TV. It's a little bit radio, same thing, but people don't understand about TV. A guy named Dan Steer hired me to ESPN to do games. And he had a great saying. And he would say, if you told a story once during a game, you didn't tell it. Let me give you that one again. If you told a story once during a game, you didn't tell it. And the idea is people are in and out. They're watching, they're not watching. Even yesterday, as America's glued to that game, it's a Sunday afternoon. Okay? Half the people watching have kids running around like you can't hear. Somebody's not, somebody called. I flipped over to something else. I went and I went and check on the food that I was cooking or whatever. So as much as you could say, like, oh my God, how many times are you gonna show Taylor Swift? Well, first of all, if you showed her once, you didn't show her. She's the most famous woman right now on the planet. 
And oh yeah, by the way, like where where is the negative in the story? Now, if it's a completely made up, they're not really into each other, and it's just all a publicity stunt, then yeah, that feels kind of icky. But like we before this, we showed Travis Kelsey's mom all the time. We show Pat Pat Mahomes' wife all the time. She's annoying as shit. Or her brother, ugh. Or is that his brother? His brother, ugh. Right? We show families. We show friends. We show celebrities. Right? Jason Sudeikis, by the way, was has not actually been a coach. He played a character, a beloved character, in Ted Lasso. He's not actually a coach. We, if he goes to the Chiefs game, we show him. He's like, uh, it's like Ted Lasso's there. We show him all the time. It doesn't annoy people because it's a totally enjoyable character, and you start thinking about like, what if Ted Lasso actually was an NFL coach? How funny would that be? You know. So I'm bringing levity, telling you that this is the way TV has, will, and should always work. And if you don't get it, it's because a lot like, and and you can speak to this because you've done radio so much as well as TV. It's a lot like radio. Yeah, we're showing her again and again and again. If you're listening to us repeat the same content in hour three as you did in hour one, you're a P1 listener. We already got you. We're not really concerned about you. If you listen to three hours of content, if you listen to three hours of game content and you have to, you can count how many times Taylor Swift was on the screen, you're watching that game regardless. It's not meant for you. That's what the, uh, uh, what else is annoying you? That's a good point. Um, I need to preface this by saying that I'm a middle-aged white guy. So everything I'm about to say comes from me being informed uh, by my life experience as a, as a 51-year-old white guy. Okay. That's that's the precursor. Um, last week, I was just kind of doing my NFL content thing, like I just described, and I came across a story um, that John Harbaugh was speaking glowingly about Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs. That's won two Super Bowls with the Chiefs. He won the Super Bowl with the Giants in, in 2008. And John Harbaugh is... Uh, a friend of his, and he used to work with him. Um, and he has said that it stinks that Spagnola has not gotten looks for head coaching jobs. And I'm like, man, that's interesting to me that the head coach of a team is talking about an opposing coach and he makes a great statement, but it will never be covered because taking up the cause of an old white guy is no longer uh, no longer helps anybody's agenda. So Steve Mac- Spagnola went on to coach an amazing game yesterday, had an amazing uh, scheme for Lamar Jackson. And it struck me that it's so annoying that Spagnola, who has paid his dues, is, and he's kind I guess he's in that category of, well, he did it and it didn't work. Well, he, he was on the Rams team with like Mark Bulger, and then they drafted Bradford and he had a good season, then he got hurt. It was like there, I, I guess just like Raheem Morris, where people were kind of like judging him by his years in, with a bad team. But anyways, Steve Spagnuolo is never going to get a look again because he's not he's not the up and coming young guy, and he's not a guy of color. Um, and to me, that's just frustrating because he he has been a lifer and he's put a lot of good shit on tape, and he's just going to kind of be a D coordinator, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean. I, I don't know if it'd be a lifer, but like this is kind of what happens. You do get a rep. He's gotten a rep um, 
I, I guess at, at times. And, and look, what, what it takes to be a great D coordinator is not necessarily takes to be a great head coach, too. We can admit that, can't we? Oh, no doubt. But I, I don't think John Harbaugh uh, said what he said lightly. I think no John question. Harbaugh thinks he could be a good head coach. No, no question. Anything else? That's it. The Steve Spagnuolo situation, Taylor Swift situation, and the Greg Olson situation. I'd say Greg Olson situation is the most annoying. Cause, and, and here's where I'll side with you. He's really good. He's really good, and so many of the guys who are the best. Kirk Herbstreet. Like, Kirk Herbstreet, like, we now, like, did anybody remember, really remember his Ohio State career? No. Wasn't, wasn't an all-time great player. He's an all-time great broadcaster. It's a lot like Steve Spagnola might not be a great head coach. He's a great defensive coordinator. Same, same idea. Very same idea. So, to the whole Greg Olson situation, Yaday! Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. So, this was, this was real annoying. And the reason I didn't put it in your annoying is because we can play um, because we can. But a current member of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, made it all about himself hours before kickoff yesterday by putting this on Instagram. Play me. Oh, God. Bitch ass niggas. I don't got to get on this bitch and be on no pussy shit. Go clean no shit up. Because I don't really give a fuck. I don't fuck with y'all. Have y'all niggas that really do something. Man, I do something here. Hey, I ain't get on that. Oh, God. But, hey, look. Y'all reading all this cap ass shit. You really believe it. I don't give a fuck. I ain't never been that nigga to go do all that. But, yeah. Man, that shit cap. I'm not hurt. None of that shit. Say that shit. Suck my dick to. Uh, just to translate that, um, the Chiefs are lying about me being hurt today. I could play today, and I'm not. I'm not on the active roster. Uh, who is it? Kadarius Tony. Yeah, well, Kadarius Tony is the guy who they traded for because the Giants drafted him and couldn't stand him. Like, do people understand that when they post these things, it's basically a death knell to their career? <laughs> I don't think he gave it much thought, to be honest. He did not. But we can play it for you because we can. Let's get to our pick of the day. Okay, sir, the bet is to you. All in, baby! It's time for the pick of the day. Pick of the day comes from college basketball as uh, Houston travels to Austin to renew their old Southwest Conference rivalry and take on Texas. Now, Texas beat Oklahoma uh, early last week after surviving Baylor at home, but then they drop one to BYU. Now they return home to take on Houston. And the Cougs are ranked fourth in the country. They've won four in a row. Um, but their their uh, Achilles heel has been the road in the Big 12. Yes, they beat BYU, close game. Did lose to Iowa State, did lose to TCU, both close games. Um, and they're taking on a Texas team. Their, their week this week is at Texas, at Kansas. Wow. Hell of a week for Houston. But they're a five-point favorite, and I think they win and they cover. Give me the Cougs on the road. That's it for the In the Bonus Podcast. Check out the Daily Radio Show every day. You can download the podcast, or if you downloaded this one, just type in Doug Gottlieb. Of course, subscribe, review, rate, and uh, tell a friend. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family 
VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from iHeart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.